Are you ready for some football? Well, we have the upcoming schedule all set up. We know what BC's schedule is going to be. So you, if you're ready to get your calendar cleared, will know from September to November what weekends you need to have booked off and what weekends you will have free. Make sure to listen today to today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the pet publisher of 247 Sports Eagle Insider. That's me. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So it feels like we have officially put the um, 2022 season in the ground. We've shoveled the dirt on it. It's over. There's no more to talk about for that season. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it. But we have now turned the page to 2023. In a couple of weeks, we have the spring football starting up at the beginning of March. We have the spring football game announced today for April 15th, an 11 a.m. start on ACC Network. Extra. And the most exciting news, the reason I just jumped on this podcast today to get into this where we have Boston College's 2023 schedule. And this schedule, I'm going to say this right now, looks to be the most winnable schedule that I've seen in years for BC. Before this schedule even came out, we knew that Boston College had four out-of-conference games, none of which were Power 5 programs. They have NIU. They're on the road against Army. They have UConn. And that plucky Holy Cross team in Worcester. Today, we got the entire ACC part of the schedule. And when we look at what they are able to, what they got, you look at it and you go, hmm, if BC can put something together, this is the year to do it. This is the year that they get some, some really favorable matchups and a schedule that looks very manageable. As we said, you know, and we have, we have looked at this. There is no more Clemson. Clemson is off the schedule this year. They get them every, it's every third year, I believe. That's not a bad thing. They don't have NC state this year. They don't have wake forest this year. So three of the, the teams that they normally faced in the ACC Atlantic are not on their schedule. You don't play tough teams anyways, though. And we're going to look at what that schedule is going to look like. Now, to start off the year, BC starts on September 2nd against Northern Illinois. I believe this is the third time that BC has played them to end their three-game schedule with them that goes all the way back to Steve Adazio days. BC has uh, won both games, and this game is at home. It's a September 2nd game. That is Labor Day weekend. It's a nice way to start off. NIU... Um, is not a good team. They're not the same team that, you know, if you remember back, I think it was Paxton Lynch was their quarterback. They are, they are not a team that um, 
was very good last year. They went up 33 points per game and they went three and nine. So I'm not going to be the idiot that goes out there and, uh, you know, pumps the tires for Boston college this year. I, I need to be, I need to get my expectations um, a little lower so that I don't get hurt again. You know what I mean? Because if you go in there and you're like, Oh yeah, you look at the schedule, they're nine and three. Let's just, let's just take a breather here. Let's look at what they have. So, so NIU was three and nine last year that, that I'm looking, um, I'm looking at, a big win. And, and I'm also looking at, if you're not listening to this live right now, uh, BC's all ACC guard, Christian Mahogany is out, up in our comment section, talking about how excited he is for this upcoming season. And he again says, put the word back up there that we're back up. He's using that great um, wire reference. And I'm totally blanking on Idris Alba's character's name. Um, uh, uh, Springer. Uh, Stringer Bell, excuse me. Uh, he's got, the, he's in there. He's having a good time. Uh, if you're not a YouTube subscriber, you need to get in here because we have a party here every night. Uh, and you want to be, if you want to talk BC sports in a fun environment, this is a place to go. So they start off the season though. Anyways, they start the season off with NIU. We knew that. Then they go against Holy Cross, which BC fans are all nervous about because Holy Cross is a, is a good team. They've got a great coach and Bob Chesney. Uh, they went to the FCS playoffs last year. They're going to be a tough matchup. It's not an easy FCF. It's not the same Holy Cross that we saw in 2018 uh, that really, really struggled against BC. This is a team that's in, in better shape. So you get two out-of-conference games, but that it's it's manageable. Then you continue home, and this is the biggest matchup, I think, of the entire year. Florida State. Now, this is the darling of the ACC this year. Even more than Clemson, I would say. Florida State's getting a lot of love for possible playoff uh, contenders. They've got Jordan Travis coming back, Jared Verse, their defensive lineman. Um, Christian Mahogany, you're going to have your hands full if he, if he lines up against you. Uh, and they brought in a ton of really good uh, defensive linemen and uh, transfers in as well. That's their first big matchup. It's September 16th. I wouldn't be surprised if BC is two and zero. If that's a night game, that that just strikes me as a night game. Then you go on the road for your first road game. So it's September twenty third before BC hits the road, and they go to Louisville. Louisville has a new head coach and Jeff Brom from Purdue. They've lost Malik Cunningham, their starting quarterback. I, I see Louisville fans saying the BC they're going to start off the season four and zero. I mean. Guys, you lost to BC last year, and that BC team was struggling. So pump the brakes a little bit there. But we'll have to wait and see what that looks like, right? That's the first four games in the schedule. Now, in a moment, we'll go over the last eight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have to get through these fast because I have other thoughts that I want to get through. But it, it, again, it, 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 the month of September, and it ends. Uh, actually, we'll get into Let's just do September right now. It gets to Virginia. Virginia comes in. Virginia, I don't want to rip on because they had a really bad tragedy at the end of the year where a couple of their players were murdered. Really bad. But Tony Elliott did struggle too. So, I mean, I don't know. It's at home. I, I If BC's playing well, this should be a game they win. That should be an, that should be a game that they win. They get an easy Virginia Tech team. And they, they don't have Brennan Armstrong. I don't know who they're going to have as a quarterback next year. I'll have to wait and see that. But in a moment, we'll go through the month of October. We'll look at what they have there. It's a little bit shorter and then we'll hit November. And then in my final segment, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the schedule. And maybe 
it's what January 30th. We haven't even hit February yet. I'll, I'll give you my, my early prediction on what the season might look like. You're not going to want to miss my thoughts on that in just a moment. So if you have not already, you need to become a subscriber to FanDuel. FanDuel is the place to go. If you are making your sports bet and they are the official partners of locked on network. This year, they're the only app you need at Super Bowl parties. It's FanDuel, the number one sports book that you can find out. We're really excited about them being our new sports party betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download, download FanDuel's now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Man, how are you going to beat that? FanDuel lets you beat bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. They've got all the prop bets. I mean, I love FanDuel because if you're looking for the easiest way to make your bets and do it in a nice, safe, secure, <coughs> secure environment, they're the place to go. So check it out. FanDuel Sportsback is at book app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. None of this waiting crap. You get it right away. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, folks, this is AJ Black, locked on Boston College here. And we are talking about this week's, uh, this year's schedule. And we already went over September. And yeah, you know, after last year, I know I understand there is a reasonable skepticism about anything about this program right now. You, you're just thinking, oh, you know, we, we got hurt last year. They lost to Rutgers. They lost to UConn. They barely beat Maine. I get it. I get it. But this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at right here. Okay. <laughs> Christian Mahogany says, I have all the receipts I've heard of what people say. Oh man, if you have the receipts, Christian, uh, you're you're gonna you you have a lot of of uh, receipts to to deal out at the end of this season. But anyways, we're into October, and I'm getting excited. I, I'm getting myself worked up again. This is, happens every single year. This is what happens when you have a BC graduate hosting a Boston College podcast. I get excited for BC football. Um, it, it's in my blood. It, it's what gets me going. And we're, we're getting into it again. And, and it's like hope springs eternal. So after the UVA game, you head to Army. One of my favorite road trips that you can take. If you have not gone to Michelin Stadium, you've got to go. This is, this is, it's beautiful. I mean, October 7th, that's the perfect time to get there with the, with the foliage. So let me be a little bit on the later side, but still, it's going to be gorgeous. It's a road trip you have to take if you can go. Um, so go and support the team for that game because I think you're going to have a really fun, uh, really fun time with this game because um, I think it's going to be a good one. It's triple. It's trip. You know, right now I believe they're still doing it. That Army's still a triple option offense. BC and Jeff Halfley going to have their hands full. I'm sure Tim Tim Lokabu is uh, already trying to figure out what he's going to do to try to stop that because the last thing you want is army to have a, you know, if you've, if you ever watched a service Academy game, they run these drives that go on for literally forever where they're averaging about four yards a carry, but they can't get stopped. No one can stop them. So they go on and on and on and you, and you go to halftime and it's like 10, seven and whatnot. 
So BC is going to have to have a really good defensive game for this game. But I, again, it's army of any of the out of conference games this is the one that excites me most. Cause I just love, I want to, I, I want to, uh, you know, get excited for this game. So the fan, I mean, my goodness, if you guys are just joining us, there's a ton of comments going on right now and I can't keep track of all of it. I'm not used to this. This is a Boston college podcast. It's not usually a lot of people talking, but everyone's really excited about this, the schedule and their thoughts about it. So jump in the comment sections if you're listening right now. So after army, you hit up at Georgia tech, you actually, so excuse me, after army, you get your bye week which would have been nice before army, but it's after army. Then you head to Georgia tech. Georgia tech has a new, new head coach slash old head coach in uh, Brett key who was, you know, their former, I think he was defensive coordinator. They lost. They're going to rebuild. They are not going to be a team that is uh, ready to roll. So, I mean, you get them nice and early ish, October 21st um, on the road. BC beat them last time. They do not have Jameer Gibbs this time. We'll have to see what happens there. And then it's the rematch. The rematch Boston college has to win. I can't, I can't take it if they lose it again, this time it's at home. This time you have your offensive line. You got Christian mahogany here. You got a couple transfers coming in. You should be able to keep your quarterback upright this time. And this is UConn. I ate so much crow because of how much crap I talked about UConn before let this year's game. I took it. And, and you know what? When you, when you talk, you talk, you gotta, you gotta back it up. Uh, and that, that's what happened. But B, BC lost their first ever game against the Huskies on the road, 13 to three. And it was bad. It was, it was a bad, bad game. Jakovic got hurt in that game. And, you know, the offense just looked completely unhinged. The hope is, you know, the offense is, has, has got more depth now. You get them at home October 28th. Halloween, no horrors for this one, please. Then we get to November. And oh boy, this November schedule is something to talk about. It, we'll, we'll call it like Old Big East November because you get four Old Big East teams on your schedule. And the part that kills me is that three of them are on weekdays. Now, to be fair, only one of them is home. And to also be fair, that one game is also a um is also the Black Friday game. So it's on a th- Friday during the Thanksgiving weekend. I, I love that. I'd rather it be a Friday. But you also what you're looking at here is is a bunch of weekday games, which I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm a little over some weekday games, but you know whatever it is. You have BC having their re um, their their first matchup against Phil Dracovic on a Thursday night. Th- it'll be prime time. You're going to get a lot of folks watching this, but it's a Thursday night game. You go on the road against Syracuse. You also have a Friday night game. And then you have that Friday against Miami. So I, I guess the Thursday night, I, I mean, it's going to be a quick, tur- it's not a quick turnaround because I believe uh, if I look at the schedule, the Thursday night comes after, well, it's actually a very quick turnaround. It's after a Saturday game. So they get Saturday against Virginia Tech. It's like really quick right away. Friday, uh, Thursday against Pitt. You're going to have to play Jakovic uh, as long as he's healthy. And that's going to be a big game right there. So that that last month is weird. It's a weird way to end the season, right? 
You get Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Miami. Three of those games are on weekdays. Yeah, I mean, you can't write this stuff. You can't make this stuff up. You know that you know in the ACC that you're going to get weekday games because their their television contracts, the way that they set it up with ESPN, they need that that programming to get on those late games. But to have it that like just like boom, 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 it, it's weird. I mean, we had a lot of night games this year, but to have it next year, I think it's just it's just a weird setup for for the Eagles. And you know, I I. I I look at the end of the schedule and I look at Miami, you know, the, the Miami game will be fun. Uh, I, I, I love having them at the end of the season. And, you know, you can, you all can quote me this because uh, I, I like, I always end up saying things that I end up having to put my foot in my mouth, but Miami is a team that's built on like talent and like super talent, right? They get the five stars, the transfers and everything. But what's the one thing about a team like Miami is that you punch them in the face, they go down quick. And now if Miami, you know, after last year, Miami had an atrocious first year under Mario uh, Cristobal. They got, they, they, Marty, they, teams can rebuild faster with the portal. Yeah. They tried rebuilding with the portal last year and it didn't work for them. Um, Miami tried to rebuild with the portal. Didn't work. If that continues this year, and there's no reason to say it, it will not, you know, end the same way. By the end of the season, they could be just be a shell of what you expect. This could be a perfect time to get Miami because, you know, you if you get them early, they might have a little bit of confidence. But after a season of maybe some losses and some injuries and things that are going on, they might limp into to Alumni Stadium and you get them in the cold. I mean... November in Miami is very, very different than my November in Chestnut Hill. That's going to be an advantage for them too. And so I, I, I don't know when the game's going to be. We'll have to wait and see, but um, I, I, I like where that's set up for BC. I love, I was hoping when I saw that BC had home games against Florida state and Miami, that they would get um, one of the Florida teams in November. You know, it's, a, it's always like a joke amongst a lot of folks that, the ACC tries to avoid sending Florida State and, and Miami and even Clemson up north uh, late in the season because those Florida teams, they they don't like playing in the cold. I mean, last time I remember Florida State playing at night, they lost 35-3 to three to BC. This is good. And in Miami, I, I, they played in the Red Bandana game what was it, five or six years ago, and they lost to BC. So this is good. You get them up in the cold, get them up late. That's a perfect, perfect way for BC, right? So in our final segment, I'm going to strap it on. I'm going to get going. I'm going to look at the schedule and I'm going to, I'm going to predict now and I'm going to hate myself for doing it. I'm going to look at what I think and, and, and I'll tell you why I think what BC is going to do. And you'll get my game by game prediction and you can hate me or love me for it. That's what I'm here to do. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the Eagle Insider on 247 Sports. If you are listening to this live right now, we have a special deal on 247, 75% off until midnight tonight. This is on Monday. Go and sign up right now. If you sign up right now, you're going to get the entire year of my my recruiting analysis, Mitch's game analysis, and everything in between for 20. It's a little over 25 bucks. You are not going to beat that. 
So head over to Eagle Insider, sign up right now. Get that deal. I'm sure you're going to like it. It's it's what? $2.50 a month? You, you can afford it. Go in, get in there. Get yourself excited about the future of Boston College sports. And if you haven't, I see a t- we have more listeners than we've had in a long time. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, this is the time to do it. Get in there, subscribe. It, it's completely free here on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. You'll get every Boston College video that we have as we go along in the offseason, as we get ready for spring football. You're going to want to make sure you do that. All right, here we go. Time to talk my really, 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 really early spring football predictions. This is January 30th edition, and I hold the right to edit my predictions as we get closer to the season, as I watch spring football and and we get to hear about things that change. I mean, we had injuries last year. We had injuries before the start of, the, uh, of summer football. And I want to get into what I think. Now, I have said this all along. When you have a glaring issue that is that is so detrimental to a program that it, it seeps through to everything, that is what screws a season up, right? Last year was the offensive line. The offensive line struggled so much that the they couldn't run the ball. The obviously Dracovic and Moorhead were hit all the time. So the passing game was inconsistent. There was turnovers. And then the defense was asked to do a lot. I have been very impressed with what Halfley has done this offseason to bring back, to bring in two transfer offensive linemen. Just a year after he said he tried to bring in off transfers and couldn't do it, he goes out there and gets, as Mitch Wolf has said, and if you guys like Mitch's scouting reports, a guy that is an athletic freak in Logan Taylor from UVA who started last year and Nick Hergel, who was Bruce Feldman of the athletics, one of his freaks as well at guard. And on top of that, you get the guy that's hanging out in our comment section right now, Christian Mahogany, who if you ask Christian, he's told me before is the best guard in the country. You add in those three guys and all of a sudden, this is my opinion right now the offensive line is going to drastically improve the game plan of whatever offensive coordinator, Jeff Halfley hires. And I don't have any updates other than expect probably the first week of February. So hopefully in the next like seven or eight days, they get a guy that can run an offense that, that capitalizes on the Joseph Griffins, the Patrick Garwos, the, you know, George Takis's of the team. If they can do that, I think the defense is good enough to manage and, and improve. I mean, Donovan Azaraku is going to be one of the best pass rushers in the ACC this year. I'm going to be crazy here. I don't think eight and four is that out of the realm. If if the coaching staff really can do what they sh- what we hope that they can do, there's no reason this team shouldn't go eight and four against this schedule. You have four out-of-conference games against teams that weren't very good. And yes, I know they lost to UConn, but when your offensive line was so broken last year, you have to imagine there's no other way when you get an offensive line that is improved, that hopefully you get guys in there that can do what they need to do, that they get better because UConn, as much as they, they suffocated, they suffocated BC because they had no offensive line and they scored 13 points. One of them was just on a broken play at the beginning of the year as the game. And that was it. 
if BC plays anything better, they're going to win that game. And I don't tell me about Holy Cross. I know that they're an FCS team. I think BC should beat them. So to me, I'm I'm sitting on eight and four right now. I'm going to be a fool. I know you guys are going to all yell at me, but that's where I'm at. Now, do you agree or disagree? What do you think? Put it in the comment section right now. I want to know what you are predicting for the upcoming season. Because this is the year that Jeff Halfley has to prove it. You ha- he has the schedule to finally be successful. He's added the depth that he needs. I'm still worried about the quarterback position. We'll have to wait to see who goes behind Moorhead if he gets hurt. But this is a put up or shut up year for him. He's got to do it. He's got to go out there and, and win these games because you don't have Clemson. You don't have Wake Forest on your schedule finally. You have all these other teams like Virginia Tech, Virginia, Georgia Tech, even Syracuse that are all rebuilding. Syracuse just lost Sean Tucker and a like a chunk of their very talented secondary. Can BC take advantage of it? I think they I I I think they will. I'm setting myself up to say that I think they will. And Christian Mahogany has his prediction and he says they're going to go 12 and 0. I would expect nothing less. And I think a lot of BC fans, they really appreciate having Christian out there. Um, and it, it's, it's always great to have him in the comment section because we have some really great commenters out there. We have some really great um, fans here at locked on BC. So again, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, hit it. Now we do this every single day. There's all this talk about BC not being uh, covered. I want to be the guy that you go to. I do this five days a week. I talk BC sports. It's my lifeblood. I'm I'm raising my kid. He, I'm, I got my kid up there talking about BC sports. He knows what teams BC beat last year. He's four. And I have that, that, um, that passion that I want to bring to you guys because we, I've seen what BC can do. I look at the schedule and say, this is the year. If things go as we think it will, they can get better. They can get to a bowl. They can do more than just get to a bowl. And that's where I'm at. And if it doesn't happen, then that's what we talk about at the end of the season. If it's time for a change, but right now I I, am excited. All right. This is AJ black. Follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. We'll be back again tomorrow. Talk more about the schedule. See if any other last thoughts as I kind of get a chance to process it. It's national signing day as well on Wednesday. And we'll see if there's any news that comes up with that. I'm not expecting much, but if there is, you know where to go. And as well, Clemson's in town, but we won't be seeing Brevin Galloway as uh, the little Brevins are are, uh, are not feeling great. So thank you all for listening so much. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow. Take care.